Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in your everyday life. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Pastor David here with Pastor Liz Mm -hmm. and Pastor Bob. Howdy. And today we're continuing our leadership series, Mm -hmm. talking about leadership training. Mm -hmm. So, is that like jumping through hoops? (laughs) Is that what kind of training we're doing? At a lot of places, it probably is. Jump through all these hoops before you become a leader. And then whips, like. Yes, yeah, cool. tame those lions. Yeah, circus. so yeah, leadership training, circus training, yes, circus training, the circus of leadership. <laughs> yes. Okay, Cirque du Soleil. Okay, there was a circus judge. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. Oh, um, the circus board. That was a circuit judge. <laughs> circus board. Okay. <laughs> so training and leadership. It yeah. could be pointless, or it could be focused. It could be beneficial. It could be not so good. So we're going to hopefully talk today about God's perspective on leadership training. Uh, But I wanted to ask you, Pastor Bob, as one who trains leaders, why is leadership training essential? Or is it? Why or what? Is leadership training (laughs) essential? And if so, why? If so, why is it essential? (laughs) Well, I believe that like everything in God, things are passed down. They come down from Holy Spirit, essentially. But they also are passed down from generations to generations, and uh, that's the way God decided to help us, help us learn, help us be equipped, uh, prepare us and equip us in many ways. And so I think if you're not training somebody or helping someone along, it's hard to say that you'd actually be a leader, to be Mm -hmm. honest with you, from my point, my humble point of view, because I believe if a leader's not training others up to lead, matter of fact, more specifically, to take their place, which we try to do here, but people resist, mm-hmm. um, that you're really missing it as a leader because yeah. what what happens when you go? Yeah. You know, or not even, not in a morbid way, but like let's say you move on to something else that God has for you or mm-hmm. something else you just want to do, then who's left behind to take care of the store? Yeah. Does that Absolutely. make sense? Absolutely. I totally Did I answer does. the why part? I least? think so. Yeah. Do you have anything to throw in there on on the essentiality? (laughs) Well, I was just thinking essential um, means like you can't do it without it. I, Mm -hmm. I, and so in that sense, I don't think it is actually essential. I think that um, things may continue with Mm. a, without having leadership training, but maybe really poorly. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So they'd be essentially bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because people will, I believe people will still step up and try to lead, but I think you do them a great disservice by not training them. And Mm -hmm. you do the people a great disservice by not training them, Mm -hmm. by not training leaders who are equipped to lead Mm -hmm. them and who have some um, wisdom passed on and maybe some um, can shortcut some of the pitfalls of leadership too. I think mm-hmm. that um, we owe it to the generations after us to raise up godly, competent leaders. Yeah, that's good. I mean, but, if, yeah. Also, Pastor good. David, mm-hmm. so, I mean, you're for our you know local Bible walking guy. I just want to say I'm pretty sure that God in His Bible actually specifically requires people to train up other people. Mm-hmm. He might say it in terms of, you know, train up a child and waste, you know, all those kinds of, that's nice. But there's also specific people about, you know, uh, entrusted with training leaders yeah. specifically. And mm-hmm. so it is kind of a God thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and totally. since we do God stuff, right. um, you know, it's an instruction from him. So the, the essential why is because God said to do it. You're right, Pastor mm-hmm. Liz, 
we can we can I get usually am, I know right? <laughs> never no, known you I, I've never known you not to be right but what a no, great I was, leader I, I was thinking about that you know like in um Paul's telling Timothy mm-hmm. take what you've learned from me and entrust it to other faithful men right so there's like there is this mm-hmm. who will um, be able to teach others yes mm-hmm. this emphasis on continuing and passing down and mm-hmm. uh, there really is a um I want to say a, a responsibility to uh, to guard and preserve truth and to entrust it to other generations intentionally. Yeah. I think an intentional handoff is way better than I'm just going to do this until I drop and then you fumble ruski. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. Hopefully you can pick it up yeah. and figure it out. I think well, that's yeah, there's really- also along with that, yeah. there's another very essential component. And that is because we actually are Christian people that believe in the principles of the doctrine of Christ. One of them being the laying on of hands and everything that's in, mm-hmm. entailed in that, which is a lot more than just laying hands on a person, but there's an impartation of the anointing of God that comes from God himself. That comes down into the church through leaders and part of that is an imparting that is sent the essential component of this is the impartation of authority and leadership the anointing into people around you mm-hmm. because that's what we're desi- that's what we do for each other now there yeah. will be some people who go well i just receive from the holy spirit directly and mm-hmm. no other way no man can teach me mm-hmm. yeah that's a nice it's nice you can think that you'll be wrong but you can think yeah. that yeah. <laughs> but granted holy spirit will intervene mm-hmm. and he has over the centuries matter of fact and uh and you know specifically anointed people yeah to be great leaders and and they had terrible teachers and horrible you know people around them that didn't teach or abandon them and he stepped in and did that but i just don't believe that's his like the way he wants things probably not his ideal not normally since we're you know supposed to be kind of together (laughs) in this (laughs) you know yeah Yeah, i mean i think if you're not exactly i mean if you're not training leaders you're not making disciples you're making subordinates Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So like you have to ask yourself like if you're not training people up to be leaders, what do you want from those people? Do you just want people to do what you say or do you want control or do you actually want to impart that anointing that you're talking right. about? Are you actually seeing yourself as a vehicle of the kingdom of God or right. are you seeing yourself as the locus of the kingdom of God and <laughs> sitting yeah. in one spot, yes. you know, not moving forward? Well, also, you know, I mean, if we look at Jesus, our perfect example of a servant leader, uh, then we see someone who actually trained up other people, yes. <laughs> and then he expressed in his life why right. yeah, the, totally. the essential the essential component of why. And so we yeah. we try to emulate him as much as possible. And you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people will say that all the time. What would Jesus do? Well, look what he did. It's written down in the Bible. He did train people up, and he did send them forth. He anointed them, and he uh, validated them, and he sent them out to do the work of the ministry, and yeah. they were trained in it. That was kind of risky of him. Uh, yeah, risk-taking Christianity is the... He couldn't control everything they did. That's right. <laughs> exactly that. Uh, wow, uh, by the way, he also sent crazy. out one of them that was not so good <laughs> and who also oh, did yeah. uh, signs and wonders, apparently. Yeah, he's a good preacher, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so who's, who's responsible for this type of leadership training? I think Liz should Pastor answer Bob. this. <laughs> okay, okay. He's responsible We're all for all the leadership up. training. Yeah. Are you talking like in the universal in the, in church? Universal church. <laughs> it's all up to Pastor in, Bob. Like, yes. Yes. I'm okay. I'm in charge of all that. Yeah. Cool, I man. fail miserably at it, but I am in charge of it. Um, wow. No, who is in charge, Liz? Who's in charge of it? Wow. Yeah. 
I don't know the answer to that question. This is your question. <laughs> we have such hard questions. I know. This is I know. This is, to, this is yeah. to expand your brains a little. Well, I would tiny. say, since we've been discussing mm. fivefold ministry quite a bit, they do have pretty big responsibility when it comes to preparing people for mm. the work of the ministry, which I think also includes leadership. Yeah. So I think that that's a pretty big key right there. Yeah. I mean, I would just go by what you said at the beginning that every leader is responsible for leadership training mm -hmm. because you're trying to disciple somebody who can do what you do so that one day you could move forward and you wouldn't just abandon the post. You know, there'd be somebody that's equipped. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I think there's structural leadership training where, you know, it's assigned from, you know, uh, kind of in a hierarchy, if you will. I actually believe that a lot of leaders are trained substantially by the people they lead, like they have an effect on them. They, they are, their lives affect their lives. And when a leader thinks of themselves as beyond that, I'm beyond the, you know, unwashed masses and I can't be touched by that. And I'm not affected by that. And I can't learn anything from that. I think then you have a really poor leader, yeah. honestly, because I think that Jesus, like he was a good shepherd. And uh, if you know a little bit about shepherding, Shepherd's in there with the sheep. Mm -hmm. Smells like the sheep. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's affected by the sheep. He's yeah. touched with the feelings of their infirmity. You know, all of that. So there's a connection between people you lead and the leader that if you just turn that into a weird hierarchy thing, you, each, you know, the Bible, each joint doesn't supply the need. You know, the leader is not external from the body of Christ. He's part of the mm -hmm. body of Christ. And so, yes, I think... Uh, it, it is important for the body to help a leader as much as the leader to help the body of Christ. Kind of weird, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they both are oh. like, yeah. <laughs> Don't agree yeah. with me when I say that. <laughs> yeah. What does it look like um, when a group or a mission or a church or a business, a country or a family has no training? What does that look like? When there's no training for leadership. In these areas, do you know this? I think what would that look uh, like? It's it's. I just I'm like groaning because I think it's sad because, um, it will look like chaos. <laughs> it will look like um, people scrambling for position mm -hmm. because they have not been set in position. Yeah. Um, it will look like people trying to do jobs that they don't know how to do, and they may be doing their best, but it may not actually be sufficient for what they need mm -hmm. to do that thing. It will look like people confused as to who's leading. Um, it's just it it just brings disorder in all kinds of ways from every everything you mentioned organizations, church, family, all the way down. Mm -hmm. Anything because God is He sets things in structure, mm -hmm. and um, part of that is He does set people in to lead and yeah. um, to serve through leading. And so when there's a lack of that, I believe that you are just wide open for all kinds of divisions and deceptions actually, because it's not mm -hmm, in God's, mm -hmm. it's not in God's order. Yeah. Well, how does God, how does God set people in? Through the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. <laughs> well, I also like to, how do we know who to train for what? What Liz was saying, and that <laughs> is, uh, you know, in the old Testament, you hear that every man did what was right in his own eyes. Mm. Like that was a real problem. That wasn't a big plus for the country and for the nation. No. It was like, it was chaos. Like you were yeah. saying. And Hunger so games. what's that? The Hunger Games. The Hunger <laughs> Games made it into our podcast. Everyone's out for their own Everybody's game. out for their own, right? There can be only one, yes. right? <laughs> and, but yeah, there's, it's a real, it's a real issue. 
<laughs> Did Jesus give me a symbol of some type? Oh, okay, whatever that is. Yes. We know what that means. Uh, okay. <laughs> Maybe people should. I can't know, whistle, but. I think I'm people watching this, right if they hadn't seen it, they should like rewind it and find out what, <laughs> what Pastor David's doing because I have no idea. <laughs> But yes, there's a, he's doing what's right in his own eyes. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you see how bad he got? We got off track right away. <laughs> yeah. I just think uh, it's so unfortunate when there isn't training um, <laughs> because it means everyone has to start from scratch. Yes. It means that there's no benefit of anybody's, like you, someone walks with the Lord for 50 years and they will not pass on their knowledge to anybody else. Like there's no benefit then of generational wisdom and experience and um the joining together of that like there's no there's no need for one another there's just i think it's just so like anti god actually mm-hmm. when there's no when there's no training that's so good what you're saying actually in so many ways because really all when you actually think of just humanity in general this isn't just you know leadership in a church although it is leadership in a church that we're discussing mm-hmm. primarily it's leadership anywhere. If things aren't passed on, then like you said, people have to start from scratch again. Mm-hmm. That'd be like, someone's got to figure out how to invent the wheel, right? <laughs> you know, and then what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, there's a, a power in growing uh, on, on adding to knowledge, if you will, mm-hmm. and adding to yourself, adding to uh, the corporate knowledge of something or the corporate uh, experiences of something. Mm-hmm. So you don't uh, repeat those all over again. And if, but if they're really good, you do want to maybe repeat those all over again. I think you can get in a ditch on either side of that. Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, you know, if you knew that, you know, doing a certain thing creates issues down the road all the time, you might want to, you know, have that knowledge, you know, given to you. So you don't go do that again. Right. You know, Uh, and, uh, but also if you know, hey, these things tend to work. Now, you know, with Holy Spirit, he may blow on it some a new, you know, revelation of how, when, why, all that. Right. But if they tend to work, wouldn't you want to know that? <laughs> like, right. oh, this works. If you're dealing with this kind of person, this actually helps them. You'd kind of want to know that, you know, or, you know, so, I mean, it works in every aspect of life. It's mm-hmm. not just leadership in a church. This yeah. is really it, everywhere. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. I think too, like what, for me, what that, shows like if someone's not training someone up it means they don't have a vision beyond themselves right so it's basically like mm-hmm. i live and die and everything i believe mm-hmm. in lives and dies with me and there's nothing else after that mm-hmm. whereas someone who has vision like you were saying kingdom mm-hmm. that that takes generations yeah. and that means you will invest because you believe in what you've been given what you've been entrusted with and then what you've developed in your own life and you want to see that propagated mm-hmm. and you want the next generation to go even further yep. than you have because it's about propagating the kingdom. It's about preserving the truth. It's about people being ready for the age that they're living in and being equipped, you know? So I yeah, think that there's like good. a, um, to me, it just, it, it, it shows where someone's heart is at. If they're not training mm-hmm. someone up, especially if someone's leading and they're not mm-hmm. training anyone else up, it just means they have no vision beyond their own life. Well, I think you, you hit it right on the head there, and there's a selfishness involved in that. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, and we see that, like I say, even the Bible, there are examples of people like, oh, good. Well, I'll have lived my life, and yeah. it will be okay with me. I know my kids are going to suffer from mm-hmm. this. So 
oh well, I hope it all works out for them. It's completely yes, exactly. It's it completely selfish. Mm-hmm. It's it's just you care about it's going to live and end with you and nothing else, mm-hmm. and not you. You don't see yourself as part of the building of the of the whatever it is the right. church the you know a, a business mm-hmm. a family a legacy you just mm-hmm. you've extracted yourself out of that and said and it's not necessary to train anybody how to lead this yeah it's a sad thing it's it a self sad. super self do you think thing. someone could just to be fair to the other side do you think somebody might be saying like well you know i would love to train someone but i just i don't have anyone or like there's just nobody in my church or in my my business that has the aptitude to do what I do, you know, or, or don't have the gifting or, you know, I'm maybe I'm praying to find someone, but I don't, I don't have anyone yet. What would you guys counsel somebody in that situation? I think sometimes people are looking for like the perfect person (laughs) and they're like, they have to have all these qualities and there may be some that they need to have. Um, but they actually may be able to lead, um, differently than you do. So I would be looking more like mm-hmm. character and faithfulness yeah. because people can be taught a lot of things and the Lord mm-hmm. can develop people. Mm-hmm. I would also say, don't look for one person, look for a group of people yeah. and invest and train them and then see what, see what develops out of yes. them. I think that's, yeah. I, I, agree. And I actually advice. believe that sometimes people, when they're in that predicament, uh, they're actually looking for themselves. Yeah, they yeah. look in the. They want somebody that's a replica of themselves. Mm-hmm. So they, they part of leadership. If we're talking leadership, is actually the ability to have vision beyond even your capabilities, your abilities, beyond you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why you would train up a leader is you're projecting into a future, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so there's somebody else. They're gonna have. They're probably gonna have skills, abilities, anointings that are different than yours or more than yours or, you know, whatever. It could be a lot of things. But if it's, if the person you're looking to replace you, uh, is you, you probably won't find another you. Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. <laughs> yeah. You probably just won't, you right. know? And, uh, I think, uh, I, I don't know, to me, it's, it's a little weird thinking that way because I think, I think you just, you've limited, you limit so much and the field that you, uh, because there's only one of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. And I think too, sometimes people get paralyzed because they're like, I can't find the one. But if you just start developing mm-hmm. a culture of training in your right. organization, your church, whatever it is, um, people, people rise to that, I, I believe. And so I think that uh, rather than like, well, I'm not going to train anyone because I can't find the one. It's like, let's build a culture of training and equipping and trust God that mm-hmm. he will um, bring the people or it may be a team of people right. to lead to lead. And that was so demonstrated by Jesus himself, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he did have 12, right? And that, none of them could handle it all by themselves, right. obviously, especially when he left. Right. And then there was, you know, and you know, we hear from Paul, you know, there's a fivefold group that, of people who are leading the church at least, or leading the church in the earth um, and uh, growing the church, if you will, even more than leading it. And that you know, it, took, it was more than him. Mm-hmm. It was more than one. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it's, uh, I think actually a lot of this does um, it rests securely in team. Yeah. And the and the ability for us to actually uh, be able to to deal with the idea that you any one of us with all our great leadership skills and abilities and gifts still need somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's, awesome. that's a. 
that's a major thing for a leader to come to a conclusion of. And if it all rests on you, it will all die with you. Yeah. Good. Um, what would it look like? <laughs> I like that. Good. What would it look like? It's good advice. I mean, yeah. I hope people take that to heart. I know I take it to heart. Right. Um, well, this, by the way, Pastor yeah. David, this mm-hmm. goes for people in their family and my family. And mm-hmm. this goes with everybody we're involved with. I mean, if you're involved with, uh, you know, sports, if you're involved with the business, if you're involved with, you know, in a school, this is everyone. And matter of fact, I think it even, it can involve children and how they deal with their friends. Because uh, there's a real, what I've noticed, and you know, I do a lot of umpiring and all that kind of weird stuff, and I've noticed over the years there's a real uh, lack of uh, captains, leaders. We were discussing this the other night. They're they're missing, and you mm-hmm. and I've talked to lots of coaches, lots of teachers, and they go, yeah, it's it's something that's kind of uh, pressed down on in our society. Like they don't want that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and or they don't encourage that, and so people never rise to that. Do you mean like the the kids that are playing? They're not encouraged to be a captain, right, on the field. Exactly, not that. like a coach just saying everything. But there's right, there's not an actual player that has charge of the has team. the charge, and that's yeah. very uh, important part in a team, by yeah. the way, mm-hmm. because the team will hear from a person in the in the group with them. A, a lot of times, especially in the heat of things, the heat of a game, a battle, whatever, they will hear someone that's in the trenches with them a lot more than they will some guy sitting on the sideline who's, you know, drinking a Pepsi and he's not sweating and running up down the the, mm-hmm. the court. I mean, that's the reality of it. That's why even in armies and things like that, you have a chain of command. You have people who are, you know, there's a lot of sergeants mm-hmm. in the trenches, they aren't just outside, not part. They, this, you know, this is where you actually, when you see, uh, uh, you know, people suffering injuries and, and dying and more, you see a lot of sergeants in them because they are in there with their men. Yeah. You know, Belichick without Brady, not as good. Hey, there you oh, go. <laughs> um, what would like it look Boston, like? No matter what. what would it look like if there was no leader in the body of Christ? Chaos. It would look like chaos. <laughs> this is chaos. I think it would be like hell. Right. <laughs> it would be. Yeah. Even hell. They have some, uh, some ranking there. I think there's some. <laughs> yeah. I think it's is kind of a dog. I think it's a little bit happening? of a dog eat dog down there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No leadership creates uh, chaos. Is that something that, uh, that faces the body of Christ today? Having no leader, no leadership. I think, I think there are, um, I would say sections of the church that are like, they've, they've so, um, been burned by the idea of like organized religion that they don't want Mm -hmm. anything organized at all. Mm, And it's like, let's just come together. No one's leading. We're all equal. (laughs) Well, yes, you are all equal, but that doesn't mean that there's not, there shouldn't be order Yeah, and there shouldn't be a signing and there shouldn't be a structure. So I think that's one, I do think there is a, a danger of that. And I, I would say specifically maybe in the American church, that's kind of like very equality focused and they equate equality with, we all the, like no one's in charge, mm-hmm. which is just like, it's like the Lord of the flies, you know, it's just, oh, like, it's just I'm like going to just say when, yes. when you said that, I was thinking that sounds like something the devil would totally endorse. Oh yeah. Totally. Like he'd love to have a, all Christians be in the church as no leader. 
Yeah. And and just call it Christianity and call it. Well, then know, there's no girl. one confronting anything, right? Mm-hmm. There's no one holding a standard for anything. There's no one that's responsible for anything. Yeah. There's no one that's responsible to care for anybody or like make sure that doctrine is correct. Or like, I just, I, I can't imagine being in a church environment where no one has any responsibility for anything that happens there. Like mm. that just sounds terrible. Like I'd rather be in the world at that point, honestly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to me, that sounds like just horrible. Yeah. What do you think about the state <laughs> of the church with the leadership in the body of Christ? Um, I think uh, there's a lot of misconceptions mm-hmm. of leadership in the body of Christ. I think some do function okay, mm-hmm. but I believe that a lot of them function really out of order. Mm-hmm. Like you do have uh, somewhat sometimes selfish leaders that are in it for themselves mm-hmm. and not for promoting the body of Christ. Yeah. Maybe like a one man show situation. A lot like that, yes. Yeah. So how do yes. we get away from that? Uh, we train good leaders <laughs> to raise teams around team. them. It, the team yeah. is the answer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If we're going to emulate what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. So how do we do that? How do we train and influence these type of leaders? I'm just going to keep yeah. the questions coming at you, right? So we don't want the one man show. We don't want the five man show. Well, we I think the beatings have to show. continue. We don't want any show. Yeah. No show. <laughs> How do we train to influence leaders in our homes and businesses and associations? Oh, you you need to answer Go that. Ahead, Pastor Bob. No, no. no. Go Pastor ahead. Liz, I, I would defer to my is, leader. Go you ahead. know, we're having a lot of this Go today. Ahead. I noticed that. If you defer to your leader, your mm-hmm. leader is saying you should do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Well, because I'm so submissive. I know you are. I, it's so great. Um, how do we train and influence leaders? Uh, intentionally, I think. <laughs> I think there's intentional training, and I think there's also um, living a life of discipling. So I think there's like what I would say formal or organized training of like, okay, now I'm going to teach you about communication. We're going to teach you how authority works. Mm-hmm. We're going to teach you how to work together as a team. We're going to teach you specific things, principles from the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think there's also, you catch a lot of leadership training by working with people and seeing what they do well, what they don't do well. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of that by including people in to what you're doing. I think that's yeah. another really important aspect of training leaders. You noticed she looked over here when she said what yeah. they don't do. I did not. I looked, right, I looked straight ahead. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I've taught you so well. <laughs> you can what learn. I do, uh, what you see in me, do not do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's the new gospel. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's so yeah. funny. What, what do, do you think? Oh, how do yeah, we really? How, can, how, how are you we, getting uh, away with all these questions? Because you here? you asked me to host this podcast, so I asked. Hosting the, a podcast doesn't mean you don't answer any of the questions. <laughs> I would, I will ask the questions. <laughs> okay. Well, I think you know part of training and influencing leaders is being willing to issue responsibility, and you know being willing to like let people try things and fail, and um, that could even be in your family, like letting your kids try to scramble the eggs, even though they're going to spill all over the stove and you know, everything else. And (laughs) that's just an example popping to my mind for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, just living a life that you don't have to do it all yourself, but how can you give somebody that not in the sense of being lazy and like, Oh, I don't want to do anything. So I need to delegate to being a good leader. No, I mean, (laughs) obviously all the work. That's a hard balance to I find, think I like right? that. Um, <laughs> but I, I think it's, I, I like what you said about being intentional and, and having a mindset that 
I, I want to bring other people um, to help with these uh, situations and whether that is in the church or outside the church in a business or an association, I think you have to be the same person in your business or in the world as you would be in the church. You're not like not making disciples once you step out of the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so That's the truth. There's yeah. never the sacred secular divide for us as priests, right. priests mm-hmm. of the Lord. Mm-hmm. We're always a priest of the Lord. Um, the priests were always leaders. They're always, you know, guarded the presence of, of the Lord first, but then brought people hopefully into that, that place with God. Um, so yeah, I just think seeing ourselves <clears throat> that way and even like I'm, I brought up priesthood, but, but just praying that people will develop. Yeah. I mean, it, sounds Christian-y, but you can actually lay your life down in prayer for people and say, God, I don't, you know, I need that person to rise to this. I need them to get this. Like, I I can't do anything. I know you want this for them. Please, you know, stir up the gift in them, Lord. Please do that, God. And just like persistently interceding uh, for people that you lead that are under your charge, Mm -hmm. um, that God will open up opportunities for them and give Mm -hmm. them the grace to walk through that. So, that would just be my my cheat Christian answer to that is that she yeah, <laughs> caring for them you know. is a huge part of developing leaders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not caring for their souls in the process. That you know, that yeah. you're not actually developing leaders. Well, I know I've said this several times mm-hmm. in a, in our several podcasts about leaders, but mm-hmm. the the validation aspect of leading is I I actually think that is one of the essential components of leadership mm-hmm. and that and training and leadership and that is the validating of the people around you because. Where else do they get that from, mm. yeah. right? And if and what when a leader starts to rise, people um, look to them, but they actually look to the, I think even more to the people that they either report to or a leader, you know, have a leader over, to see if they give them their blessing, mm-hmm. like to see if they give them their validation, like, hey, no, he's this is this is going well. It doesn't mean they're never corrected, you know. That's not right. what I'm saying here, right. but there's a. a a validation that comes uh, from the Lord for us, right? He anoints us, <laughs> you know, and it doesn't mean we're the best or we're the greatest or we do everything right, except for Liz, she does everything right. But, <laughs> yeah, right. But, uh, but, uh, uh, right. but the fact is, is that you're validated. You're like, mm-hmm. no, this is, I, I, this guy's doing well, <laughs> you know, and and uh, he's he's doing really what God has shown him and he's being led by the spirit of God. When people hear that, I mean, who are they going to hear that from? They're not going to hear it from you. You're going to say that about yourself? Like, they'll just be like, oh, God. I'm the meekest <laughs> man who ever lived. Yes. None. There's none like me in all the earth. Yeah. It's like, right, get rid of that guy. <laughs> you know? But uh, but the reality is that, and that's a major component of, uh, I believe, of leadership and leadership in a family mm. is actually validating the people in your family. You know, mm. I mean, they're yes, we know that when they're teenagers, they... <laughs> oh well, they lose their brain. So, but uh, but um, but they are you know they're human beings, and it's okay to validate them to people. <laughs> yeah, hopefully hopefully you'll advocate for your own kids. Your own you know, kids, yeah. a little bit. I think sometimes yeah. we can go over the over the top there too. I think leaders who validate somebody that's really messing up all the time, and and maybe even intentionally. Now that's the wrong kind of validation. Yeah, because yeah. you have to be. That means you're not correcting ever. Mm-hmm. You're just like oh. Oh, they'll get over it. Yeah. yeah, they're not getting over it. They're That's taking a lot of people so down well. with them. Mm. Interesting, man. Yeah. Okay, well, it's too much to this advocating yeah. and you know and validating and it sounds like biblical principles. Eh. Yeah, you know. So how do we? We talked a little bit about it, but how are we going to bring these biblical principles where we train people that are part of God's family? How would we bring that outside the church? 
we talked about it a little bit already, but mm -hmm. is there a need to train leaders in our job? You know, if our job is an engineer, if our job is a teacher, if, you know, if we're out at the soccer field, is it, how do we do that out in the world? Do you guys think? I think part of um, training a leader is instilling in them that they can be a solution for mm -hmm. problems and that they can be actually the way that God can bring wisdom into situations. So I completely believe that when you're training a leader, that you're training someone who can lead in any sphere, mm -hmm. whether it's in the church or out, they can bring who they are. They can bring godly wisdom and principles and they can bring solutions mm -hmm. that maybe elude other people um, because they've mm -hmm. been taught like I can see a need. And as a leader, I should take the initiative to help fill it. And hmm. um, whether that's me actually doing it or come up, coming up with people or solution or, um, you know, system strategies, that kind of thing to meet the need. Yeah. But I believe that, um, a true leader, they will lead in any sphere they're in actually, cause yeah. it's who they are, mm -hmm. you know? So Absolutely. whether they're working at a, a school or they're working mm -hmm. at, um, you know, McDonald's or <laughs> they're working at a church or wherever they're working mm -hmm. or whatever group they're involved in, if they're coaching or any of that kind of stuff, they will um, approach things as a leader. They will approach things as someone who mm. will understand there is hope, there is solution, and yeah. I'm the one who should take initiative to help wow. meet that. Yeah, that's a powerful mindset. Yes, yeah. it is. Really also, yeah. I believe that if a leader, if they don't love the thing they're leading, they're not leading. Mm -hmm. Love it or leave it. Love it or leave it, yes. <laughs> or don't lead it. Love, love it or leave it. it. Love it or leave, leave it. it. Love it or leave <laughs> it. <laughs> but, but there's a reality to that. Because yeah. if you really uh, you know, despise the thing you're leading, then you're not going to be a very good leader. And you're never going to train up anybody mm -hmm. to lead that. You don't like it yourself. That's true. And so it, it, there's got to be – I think you need to find in your – the sphere that you're leading in, you have to find the things you can that you love in there and respect. A matter of mm -hmm. fact, for me, I brought this even in the business world. I, I try to uh, when I'm, if you will, training someone in leadership or training them how to approach other people in the their sphere that they you know mm -hmm. affect. Sometimes I consult you know some of my clients who are affecting other people around them. Sometimes other businessmen. Sometimes yeah. other engineers. Sometimes just customers. Um, I tried to actually get them to see the good in them and love them some. Mm. I mean, I know it sounds kind of maybe a little ethereal, but mm -mm. if you don't have that, you really, it's hard to, it's impossible to lead something you hate. Oh yeah. I mean, right. you're not, you're going to abandon it. You're right. It, as you soon know. as it gets difficult, why would you stick with it? Why? Right. But if you do love it, you will, you'll endure. Right. And you will stick with it and you will, um, keep like, you know, yeah. plowing the field and do the work until there's, exactly. till there's results, till there's, you know, fruit from it. Exactly. Yeah. And you, and, and the thing mm -hmm. is, I didn't say you had to like it all the time, mm -hmm. but you, you better find a place in, in your heart in your soul to love that thing somewhere. Yeah. Love somehow. what, love what God's purpose might be through yeah. that thing. What, yeah. Well, and good, it can be very, yeah. work it can it. be very natural just to at, you know, answer, obviously like, like Liz said, mm -hmm. there's systems on, you know, you can put in place, which you should put in place on how to train and what to do. And what, yeah. you know, those are great things should be checks and balances about how a person's doing reviews. All of, those are all wonderful. We can, you know, somebody mm -hmm. can go buy a leadership book and figure those out mm -hmm. oh, yeah. on our own. But I don't think that most leaders will figure out loving somebody, <laughs> you know, on their own. I yeah. believe that's a God thing, a God given principle. And if you don't lo love them, they, you know, they're not, first of all, they won't serve with you well. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. They, they'll do it out of bitterness and uh, sometimes out of fear, um, fear of like losing their job. And, you know, mm-hmm. imagine you work for somebody and you're afraid you're going to lose your job with them. Right. I, I, I just can't imagine working under those conditions. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I never have, uh, maybe when I was a young teenager, <laughs> you know, maybe, but since then I've kind of in my mind, Hey, if I'm going to, if, if that, if I'm going to be in fear from somebody, I'm just not going to work there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to su- I'm not going to submit to that kind of thing because I'm submitting to fear. Mm-hmm. If uh, so, I think teaching that to someone, helping someone, instructing a leader that you can rule with an iron fist, <laughs> or you can rule with love. Yeah, right. and it's people get it when they care, when they know when you care for them. <laughs> right, you don't. It just you you can say you care for them. You should you should tell them you love them, mm-hmm. but. You actually have to manifest it mm-hmm. yeah, somewhere true. along the line. And that's what secures people's hearts. That's what will actually cause great leaders to rise in our midst because mm-hmm. they care for their people. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Um, so you're sort of bringing up the idea that training isn't, you know, I mean, there are training classes and there's books and there's, there's yeah. amazing stuff out there. I mean, we we totally believe in that. You know, mm-hmm. we, we teach leadership and ministry training. But there's also this idea of influential leadership training mm-hmm. where you're like you're influencing someone and you know it's it's caught not taught like someone mm-hmm. like i think you mentioned mm-hmm. um what are some examples of that i mean we've maybe we've floated a few but do you guys have some examples of like influential type leadership training where where it's not just sitting in a class or going through a book but someone's learning through your influence like what would that look like well i would say for me like some of my earliest <laughs> leadership training was serving in hospitality meeting mm-hmm. uh ministry with pastor Selene. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't going to, I did not view myself as a leader. I was actively trying to avoid uh, leadership mm-hmm. by like, I'll wash dishes and cook. Um, but when you're around someone who thinks that way and who thinks about shepherding people and caring for mm-hmm. them, which is really the heart of hospitality is serving people in a way that opens them up for the ministry of Holy Spirit. Um yeah. It influences you when you're when you're just with someone. You catch their heart. You catch the reasons, the priorities that they have, the reasons why they do things, their motivations, um, and even systems of um, uh, efficiency and structure and things like that. So, I think when you're around a leader, it's pretty hard actually mm-hmm. not to not to catch catch yeah. things from yeah. them, you yeah. know, to catch their heart. And so I learned, a, I learned a lot about how to deal with people, how to manage people, how mm-hmm. to, um, care for their souls in the middle of trying to get uh, tasks accomplished. Like yeah. I learned a lot of leadership things actually by just by serving. Yeah. And I think that's the part people miss is like, they want to, they want to read the books. They want to go through the training, but there's so much that you will, you have to learn, um, by serving and by serving other leaders. Yeah. Yeah, leadership was never and is never a title. It, you can relegate it to that, and it's cheap. It's really cheap then. But uh, I found that uh, the most influential component of leadership is actually, like you were saying, the serving. It's the coming alongside and serving where a leader gets in there with the rest and serves. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's how you can influence other uh, leaders you're training up. They need to see that they need to serve because, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what we train here is the servant leadership model, if you will. Uh, I think it's a, not just a model. I just think it was something demonstrated by Jesus. And yeah. so, uh, and how you do, and how you do that when people go, Oh, okay. So yeah, you might have the title of the boss, 
but you're actually working. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you're not going to sit there and just watch everybody work. You know, you're you're actually jumping in and and working. And there was a book that we assigned to. Uh, actually, there was a couple of books, but assigned to our leadership group, and they talked about. You know, some Marines, you know, they were like lugging stuff up. You know, it was a horrible, you know, assignment they had. And the guys who came in off the field who were highly trained, highly skilled technicians jumped in and they were tired. But their their leader said, hey, let's go help them now. I know we're tired and we can just go, oh, yeah, we'll we'll just watch them work, <laughs> you know, but they didn't. And because of that, they rose in the estimation of those people that they helped that, you know, whereas prior to that, I think they just, they had, there was a little disgust with them and they just thought they were prima donnas and they didn't have, you know, any say, which mm-hmm. can happen, right? A leader can uh, give that air like they're something above everything else and everybody else. And I, and like I said, I think if you're going to teach, train leaders, you have to show them how to do the work. Yeah. And, and, and show them how to, oh, the S word, submit, mm-hmm. like, it's, and submit to others that aren't that may have a title, if you will, that's below yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes me think of just the idea of empathy or sympathy or just sharing other people's <clears throat> suffering and getting getting in there with people. That creates so much influence. Like if you're if you're not you know aloof, but you're actually joining in and you're showing wisdom by your conduct. Right, the Bible says. Um, show show your your wisdom by your the meekness of your conduct, right? Um, James three. So right. like we're drawing all our leadership lessons from the Word of God as a school of ministry. Where that's our source, that's our our textbook. That's like the best leadership training book is the Bible. But yeah. how do you like exhibit that in your life, and how do you show that to somebody in a humble way? I think that's like to me that's what sticks out is when somebody like really lives out the Word, and like you said, they'll they'll join in with you and they'll they'll help too, and. Um, it shows that it's not just the theory. It's not just like, oh, if I learn all these things, the actions I need to take, then I'll be a good leader. Right. Like, no, I need to take on a heart of wisdom that actually that affects my actions. So, um, yeah, man, that's that's good. Yeah, I don't think a leader um, is somebody who just checked all the right boxes. <laughs> no. Or they, yeah, yeah, not, not at gonna, all. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, okay, I won't say that. Okay. Right, um, is, uh, <laughs> wisdom. <yeah. laughs> um, is any leader exempt from leadership training? And if not, where do we find it? So uh, to me, this speaks of like, Mm -hmm. we need to seek training ourselves. If I'm a leader, I I need to say, oh, I'm not just in a position. I need to seek the training that equips me for this position. Um, And how would I find that if I was a young leader? Well, I'm going to just put it this way. I think all leaders at all level, every area of their, any time of their life require training. They they should be learning, training, uh, sometimes on a very natural level, enhancing their skills and abilities in some areas, but also submitting to leadership um, guidance and training, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I don't think any leader's exempt. And I think we that's one of the problems we have is that we think people rise the you know in this hierarchy to a place where okay they're in, they're it. Mm-hmm. What, what comes with that, if they aren't trained, and I mean, training comes in interesting flavors, but if they're not, if they're not allowing themselves to be trained or spoken to, then they have no accountability. Mm-hmm. And if they have no accountability, they are just one heartbeat away from a real fall mm-hmm. and a real problem. And so to me, a leader, every leader, and I mean every leader, requires training. 
And once they they require, you know, like I said, accountability. And once they exempt themselves from that, they they're they're lost. Mm-hmm. They 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 have they're open up. Uh, you know, I know that, like you said earlier, you tend to go, oh well, a young leader, right? And I get that. Oh, don't make a you know an elder out of a young person. Their head gets big and they blow up. Mm-hmm. And devil comes in and it's real bad. A new I think a yeah, new convert. But I think. What happens is if you exempt yourself from training, exempt yourself from accountability, you become very, uh, you can become very immature in the way you look at things and you could be open for the same uh, Mm -hmm. condemnation of the devil. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think also um, if a leader is not um, consistently developing and learning um, and adapting, they become obsolete. And so I think that the mm. part of the training that I believe there is mm. wisdom to be sought from people who have more experience or who will um, guard and keep our lives. Also, I think mm. there's a personal um, training that we submit to with just people in our lives, like you're saying that we're accountable mm-hmm. to that are watching and guarding. I think also though that, um, and you mentioned this earlier, there is a training that happens from, um, people who have newer experiences in you, younger, <laughs> fresher experiences, right. because they will train you in how to adapt principles that you have used to current <clears throat> situations and to the current culture. And so I, d- I think that leaders have to be open for their leadership style to be adaptable to um, what is now currently in front of them and the issues that are people are facing and mm. all that, which they will need to be trained on by people who may be less seasoned, less experienced um, in a lot of ways than yeah. them, yeah. but have a different viewpoint on the the current things that are in that culture. And I think yeah. what you're speaking to there is simply humbling yourself. Yeah, and uh, we understand that in biblically speaking, uh, when a leader does not humble themselves. And they, every leader gets to do that. Mm-hmm. But when they start to exalt themselves, thinking themselves more highly than they should, all those wonderful things, and you know, they walk through their kingdom and they go, my hands have gotten me this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, God resists those kind, that kind of pride and he brings it down pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, you know, it, it, it's not like, a, I'm not talking about a scare tactic here. I'm saying like use wisdom because that's what actually happens. You start to exempt yourself from growth. And from yeah. learning, yeah. and from um, and and it can come from every direction. That's the whole thing. And you just you're you're going well. I know that already. And in reality, I don't know about you. I mean, I know you guys. I mean, I've read the Bible dozens and dozens <laughs> of times, right? And lots, some of it, thousands of times. Um, you know, well, after the first time, I should have just put it aside, right? right. And not read it again, <laughs> right? I mean, oh yeah, I got, got it. it. I got it. <laughs> Check. There you go. <laughs> you know, yeah. but uh, but the reality is, if we don't sub- resubmit ourselves to Him, mm-hmm. to the Word, um, and resubmit ourselves to His to Holy Spirit's uh, tutelage and, and guidance and His leadership, uh, we run the real risk of uh, becoming a little kingdom unto ourselves, a little leader unto ourselves, and we are limited by ourselves. Mm. And we stop growing. And the church will move on without Mm -hmm. us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like a real leader is always has a growth perspective. Like we always want to grow things and see people deepen. And if that doesn't apply to you, how is that? I mean, that's completely inconsistent. So Mm -hmm. you always have to start with yourself. Like, am I growing? How am I feeding 
my, my, even my knowledge, my wisdom, you know, my strategy and my tactics, like how am I assimilating, you know, the world around me and the culture around me and, and how am I speaking those timeless principles to this moment in time? Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're actually mm-hmm. not spending time learning and then praying over it and, and integrating it and then being with people that, that challenge you on it, uh, you, yeah, you can't grow as a leader and you can only do what you've done in the past. And, right. and maybe that's going to, like you said, maybe that is going to become obsolete. And so uh, it's a, it should motivate you to always move forward. Probably as a leader, you should be moving forward. Well, <laughs> I think you like when we're talking about leaders, like your first job as leader is to be a follower. <laughs> it's to be following Holy Spirit. And if you are following him, I guarantee you, he will consistently bring you into places mm-hmm. where you are out of your depth, out of your league. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you have to depend on him. Yeah. He will never bring you to a place where he's like, oh, good, you got it now. You don't need me anymore. Yeah. Like that, like if we are really following Holy Spirit as leaders, we will never settle because he will never bring us to a place of settling. He will always bring us to the next place of our faith is challenged. Our experiences are challenged. Our knowledge is challenged. Our, you know, all of that is like, he wants us to be dependent on him. So that's I think it. that that's the, that's the word. Yeah, that's the word that's coming to my mind is that uh, if we grow to a place where we're independent, mm. right, then uh, we are, we've grown actually past God. Yeah. If we, or we think we have. Yeah. And uh, the reality is we must remain fully dependent on him at all times. That's actually, I believe, the sign of a real leader mm-hmm. because then you are moving always toward him if you're depending on him. Mm-hmm. So, wow. wow. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we learned know, a lot David, about You got training. a lot of questions there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <what it> <laughs> there was like 12 of them, you know, but... Yeah, I think it's a great thing to ponder and like, are we receiving training? And, you know, for me, it's like when you're wrong, that's an opportunity to grow. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? You know, you'll, uh, people want to be, I'm not a good leader because I'm getting things wrong all the time. And that's how I feel sometimes. (laughs) I mean, that's how you grow. You get things wrong and hopefully you'll learn from it. At least you're doing something. Yeah, I mean, right? (laughs) Well, I also think, think uh, moving forward. I also want to talk to someone who may be listening, and that is, you know, you you might be thinking, well, you've exempted yourself from leader. Like they're talking about leaders in a church and leaders in a business and leaders in the, and no, we're actually talking about you. uh, And uh, because this needs to affect everybody, right? (laughs) It needs, I mean, everyone's leading at some level in, in their life. And uh, if you're not submissive in your leading, like we talked, and serving in your leading, uh, then you're missing leading and you're missing being taught of the Lord and being led by him. And I think it's really important for uh, everyone, especially children of God, um, to understand that, that who, you, who he's growing each and every person in the body of Christ up to be, and that is to be a component of the full manifestation of Jesus Christ himself. And once you get that, you'll understand you have a major leadership uh, role somewhere. And uh, you, you shouldn't just exempt yourself. We're not just discussing something and just, you know, talking about, you know, somebody trying to take over a, you know, a, a you know, Fortune 500 company or something <laughs> like that. That's not who we're talking to. We're talking to you. Yeah. And it's really important for you to yeah. understand that. Yeah. And if you're like, well, why doesn't somebody come train me as a leader? You're probably not. A leader. <laughs> you should be like, go, go I'm going to go somebody. find someone <laughs> yeah, yes. to train. There's like, there's hey, so much out there for you to Look for grow. a need and start to fill it. The yeah. Lord will train you and he will send people to yes. train you. So just start That's pursuing good. So good. what you should be doing in your calling. So, uh, well, go out there and get trained. We'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for joining us. 
Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, visit spiritschoolofministry.com.